Hello, lovely listener, and welcome to another episode of Reditations. My name is Celeste Johnson, and every week on this podcast, I discuss something I've read and then create a guided meditation based on that text. This week, I'm excited to be talking about the novel Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng and the question of what happens when the unexpected strikes. There may be some light spoilers in this episode, but I will try and avoid any big plot points in case you haven't read the book yet. Let's start off with a little summary. This book takes place in Shaker Heights, Ohio. This is very close to where I was born, and this is where the author Celeste Ng grew up. Shaker Heights is a very particular setting because it was one of America's first planned communities. A community meticulously crafted around the Shaker ideals of order and regulation, everything is planned in Shaker Heights, all the way down to the color of each house. Ng writes, quote, If they planned every detail, the Shakers had believed, they could create a patch of heaven on earth, a little refuge from the world, and the founders of Shaker Heights had thought the same. Shaker Heights is created to be just that, a refuge from the rest of the world, and it's evident throughout the book that the residents of Shaker Heights are not interested in the problems that the rest of the world is experiencing. In fact, Shaker residents tend to be very judgmental of anybody experiencing difficulties in this book. I think that's because Shaker residents are trained to believe that if you follow the rules and do everything right, you won't experience any difficulty in your life. If you're experiencing difficulty, it's because you made a decision or a mistake to bring difficulty upon yourself in the eyes of Shaker residents. Shaker Heights residents believe that if they follow the rules, they can get ahead. And these residents are ahead. This is a really wealthy neighborhood. The people that live there tend to believe that the way they got ahead was by following the rules, and they don't often take note of the fact that the way they got ahead may have been because they had wealthy ancestors and white skin, for the most part. The easy order and regulation of their little bubble leads these residents to believe that that same order is possible anywhere if you just try hard enough. But the world is a messy place and you can't order everything, especially when you are less privileged. One person in this book who subscribes very heavily to the idea that anything can be orderly if you just follow the rules is Elena Richardson. Elena is one of the more important characters in this book. She's the mother of four children, a journalist for a local paper, and a third-generation resident of Shaker Heights. Ng writes of Elena, quote, She had been brought up to follow rules, to believe that the proper functioning of the world depended upon her compliance, and follow them, and believe she did. She had had a plan from girlhood on and had followed it scrupulously. High school, college, boyfriend, marriage, job, mortgage, children. She had, in short, done everything right and she had built a good life. The kind of life she wanted. The kind of life everyone wanted. That last line points out another major theme in this book. The residents of Shaker Heights believe that their experiences, their white, wealthy experiences, are the default. They believe that their experiences are the universal ideal, the thing that everyone wants. And they've never had to think differently because they've never been forced to center another kind of experience. 
Residents of Shaker Heights, including Elena, believe that they have the lives they do because they've done everything right. But something comes along in Elena's life that shows her no matter how closely she follows the rules, she can't plan everything. She learned this lesson, at least in a small way, when her fourth child, Izzy, was born prematurely and had to fight for her life as a result. That was the first time that Elena's life really felt out of her control, and it really threw her for a loop. Since then, throughout Izzy's entire childhood, Mrs. Richardson has had a really tight grip on her daughter in an effort to control her life into being perfect. But we know that that's not possible, even though Mrs. Richardson herself refuses to admit that. Writing of Izzy and her mother, Ng says, quote, Truth be told, her mother was harsher on Izzy, always criticizing her behavior, always less patient with her mistakes and her shortcomings. She seemed to hold Izzy to a higher standard than her other children, to demand more from her, yet at the same time to overlook her successes in favor of her faults. Elena Richardson keeps her daughter on such a short leash in an effort to protect her, but what she's actually doing is squeezing the joy out of her daughter and pushing her daughter to be more rebellious than she otherwise would be. Elena Richardson clings to regulation and order even in areas of life like her daughter's health where she has no control. In this book, we also get to see the flip side of this obsession with rules and control. We get to see the other end of the spectrum, and that shows up in Mia Warren. Mia and her daughter Pearl are tenants of the Richardson family. They rent out one half of the Richardson's spare duplex. Mia is a talented artist and photographer who uses odd jobs in combination with her art to support herself and her daughter. She and her daughter have been on the move for Pearl's entire life, and Shaker Heights is the first place where they've really chosen to settle down and stay for a while. Once the Warrens settle into the duplex, Mrs. Richardson begins to feel kind of bothered by Mia. She feels a little disturbed by the way that Mia lives her life, choosing to do what she wants instead of following the rules. It's not even like Mia is breaking social rules. She's simply living her life doing the things that she wants to do, and that's something that Mrs. Richardson secretly envies of her. All her life, Elena Richardson has played by the rules, and still, deep down, she knows that she's not satisfied. She's not pushing herself. She continues to play it safe, and Mia does not. Mia sets the example that it's possible to go after what you love, to take risks, to be happy without following all of the rules and constraints that others have laid out for you. Mia shows Elena that this is possible, and... On a deep level, that makes Elena very uncomfortable. In response to that discomfort, Elena Richardson begins digging into Mia's past, and what she finds surprises her. Without giving too much away, I'll just say that the beginning of Pearl's life happened in an unconventional way. It definitely doesn't agree with Mrs. Richardson's idea of what the rules say is an appropriate way to become a mother. In the end, Mrs. Richardson ends up using her power to retaliate against Mia for this supposed infraction of what she thinks is the proper way to go about things. While all of this is happening, there's also another storyline going on. 
in town, there's this white family who is in the process of adopting a Chinese baby. This baby was left at a fire station by her mother when her mother realized she was unable to care for her. Her mother is poor and was suffering from mental illness at the time when she left her baby at the fire station. Baby Chow's baby is the one that's in the process of being adopted by this white family in Shaker Heights, and Bibi Chow wants to regain custody now that she is in a more stable position. This plotline delves into so many issues, including race, class, bias, motherhood, and of course, the role of rules and planning. Speaking of Bibi Chow, one of the Shaker Heights residents remarks, quote, I think if she'd been more careful, this whole thing could have been avoided. I mean, use a condom, how hard is that? As the book goes on, we see more and more situations befall characters of privilege like this one that go to show that no matter how hard you plan, no matter how closely you follow the rules, you are not immune to problems, to the mess of life. The Richardsons and people like them believe that, quote, rules existed for a reason. If you followed them, you would succeed. If you didn't, you might burn the world to the ground. But the experiences of all the characters in this book go to show that no matter how hard you try to plan the mess out of life, you just can't. Following the rules does not guarantee your success. Being attached to following the rules above all else may, however, guarantee that you miss out on a lot of joy in your life. Speaking of Elena Richardson, Ng writes, quote, All her life, she had learned that passion, like fire, was a dangerous thing. It so easily went out of control. When we are obsessed with control, like Alina Richardson is, we lose our ability to embrace passion, change, and diversity. However, when we understand that life doesn't play by our rules, like Mia does, we open ourselves up to infinite possibilities and infinite beauty. We become adaptable to change, we become more empathetic, and we become more ourselves. These are the things that I want to move towards with you in the next minutes during our meditation. So settle in and let's meditate. As we begin today's meditation, I invite you to take a couple deep breaths with me and find a place where your body feels at ease. As you settle into yourself, I invite you to close your eyes if it feels comfortable to you. Continue taking deep breaths and with each inhale, bring yourself into this present moment. To begin this meditation, I'm going to read you a sentence from Mrs. Richardson. You can't just do what you want. What feelings do you notice in your body when you hear that sentence? What thoughts spring to mind? You may even hear a particular person's voice saying this to you. Because my guess is that this is probably a sentence you have heard before. This is a sentence, an idea, 
that weighs so many of us down. You can't just do what you want. Take another deep breath. Notice those sensations in your body again. And relax as you exhale, because we are going to move past this sentence and reframe it. You can do what you want. You have the power and you have the authority to set your own rules. Continue to breathe. You can do what you want. So many of us hold ourselves back from this idea because we believe that if we do what we want, we will be so expansive in such a new realm of life that we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. So we keep ourselves small. We listen to our inner Mrs. Richardson, who tells us constantly, you can't do what you want. You can't simply break the rules. You can't simply follow your passion. There are ways to go about these things. But that voice is not a helpful voice. That voice is a hindrance, just in the same way that Mrs. Richardson hinders herself and her children in this book. That doubting, negative voice is hindering you. So I invite you to replace that voice every time you hear it with the voice of Mia, reminding you that you can be expansive, that you can do what you want, that you can make your own rules. Mrs. Richardson lives in fear of passion because it goes so easily out of control. But we know that life is not within our control. And perhaps one of the best things we can do with our lives is to pursue those passions that we feel. Take a second on your next breath and ask yourself, in what areas of your life are you allowing this Mrs. Richardson voice to take over? In what areas of your life are you telling yourself that you can't just do what you want? Maybe this belief was passed on to you from another person. In fact, it probably was. But no matter where this belief originated, ask yourself where it is living in your mind right now. Where it is keeping you small in your life. Continue breathing and witness any sensations that arise in your body as you begin to examine where you have put up walls for yourself. With each breath, show compassion for yourself and release any judgment that springs to mind. Simply examine any walls that you've constructed with a curious mind not a judgmental mind. Continue breathing. As you notice these places 
where you're keeping yourself small. Choose one of them. One area in your life where you're telling yourself you can't just do what you want. On your next breath, practice replacing that thought with I can do what I want. It may feel odd at first, but keep repeating it with each breath. I can do what I want. You may also say, I make my own rules. I can follow my passion. I can decide for myself. Every time that Mrs. Richardson voice tries to creep back in, practice reminding yourself of these things. You make the rules. You can do what you want. And you can follow your passion. It is not for us to control. It is for us to adapt and to be open to the world around us like Mia is. Notice any areas where you are hanging on to that control with your inner Mrs. Richardson. These are the areas where you're telling yourself, you can't just do that. When you see an area where you're hanging on to that control, replace that voice with one more aligned with Mia. I can do what I want. I make the rules. My passions are worthy. I am safe to explore. Mrs. Richardson describes feeling like a thick, heavy blanket had settled atop the sparks within her. If you feel that way about any area of your life, if you feel that a thick, heavy blanket has settled atop a spark within you, it does not have to stay that way. With each breath, you have an opportunity to pull back that resistance and find the spark again, to release the spark, to nourish it, to start a little fire within yourself. Keep breathing. Notice anywhere you may be feeling tension in your body right now. And on each breath, allow that tension to leave. You can do what you want. You can make the rules. And there don't have to be rules at all. Rules are not a guarantee. Our only guarantee is this present moment. Take a few more deep breaths with me. Embrace the sensation of your existence right here and now in this present moment. And embrace the sensation of freedom. 
when you tell yourself that you can do what you want, that you can decide what comes next. You make the decisions, you make the rules, and you break the rules if you choose to. Take one more deep breath and open your eyes. As you go forward, I hope you embrace this beautiful mess with all the passion you can. Thank you so, so much for listening today. It really means so much to me that you spend your time with this podcast. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you being here. As always, special thanks to Josh Munt for the sound design and theme music in this episode. If you want to support this podcast, there are many ways for you to do that. The first one is by subscribing and leaving a review for the podcast if you like it. This helps other people who will like the podcast to discover it. Another thing you can do is share this podcast with a friend who you think would appreciate it. Word of mouth is absolutely the best way for this to get around, and I would love if you shared this content with someone if you enjoyed it. Another way you can support me is by reaching out. I would love to talk to you and be in touch with you. I'd love to talk to you about books and any ideas that you have for future episodes that you want to hear. I'd love to talk to you about the latest awesome movie that you saw. I'd love to talk to you about your cat. Really, anything you want to share with me, I'm excited to hear. So please don't hesitate to reach out at reditations at gmail.com or on social media. You can find all of the episodes of this podcast on reditationspodcast.com. That's also where you can sign up for my email list to stay abreast of anything that's coming up next in the podcast, like my Artist's Way book circle that's coming up starting in April. You can find the information for that and anything else coming up on the website. Lastly, you can support this podcast by visiting its Patreon page. That's where you can offer financial support for this podcast and become an even more involved member of the community. Thank you so much for listening this week. I really appreciate it. Until the next episode, I wish you a week of passion and little fires everywhere in your life. Until next time, happy reading, friends, and thank you.